Hi, I'm Bruce Walsh, the director at University of Regina Press, and I'm the host of this podcast, How Books Happen. We're the show that's all about the joys and challenges of making books. Welcome to episode number four. In his book, Canterbury Tales, Geoffrey Chaucer presented us with a particularly colorful young storyteller, an Oxford University student. A clerk from Oxenford, as Chaucer referred to him in Middle English? Well, Oxford still produces and attracts all kinds of interesting students from across Britain and around the world, just as it has done for almost a thousand years. And I met some of them on a recent pilgrimage to the oldest university in the English-speaking world. I traveled there with my brilliant colleague Lisa Quinn, director of Wilfrid Laurier University Press and president of the Association of Canadian University Presses. I am Lisa Quinn and we are on the train to Oxford on a little jaunt pre-London Book Fair. How exciting. I'm excited. So how did you get into publishing? Accidentally, in fact. I, my background is primarily academic, and uh, I'm also trained as a librarian. Uh, so upon finishing my degree, I was looking about for work and happened to see an ad for an acquisitions editor position at Laurier and thought, that's the thing I need to be doing. So 10 years later, I'm now the director of the press. Serendipity. And was there a book that had a big influence on your life? That's such an interesting question. I think a difficult one for people who are lifelong readers. Um, Certainly, my whole view of the world has been shaped through the word. And in thinking about the word, I immediately turned to the Bible. I had a very Catholic education. Uh, I certainly would consider myself to be an atheist now, but my understanding of narrative, I realized, was shaped quite significantly by early and thorough reading of the Bible. That's almost the opposite of what one thinks when one considers Catholicism because of course the Bible was not something that was so much discussed it was really what came from on high which was the Pope and the hierarchy and the, the Vatican. The role of the priesthood was to intercede essentially on your behalf both, uh, you know, practically in terms of the, the, the sacraments, the relationship with God mediated through the priesthood, but always there is the word. Uh, so this understanding of the word as a sort of venerated object, rather than a text to be engaged with, which is a much more Protestant understanding, I think, of the Bible. Uh, certainly it's not very Catholic, and I would argue probably personally was a big part of my break from Catholicism. So tell me who you are and what you're doing, and. We'll start with that. Uh, my name is Yusuf Kumtepe. I'm a law student from Istanbul, Turkey. And we are heading right now from London to Oxford. And I'm going to compete in a moot court competition uh, at Oxford tomorrow. Uh, we are going there with my friends, uh, my classmates. Uh, obviously, if you're in law school, you've uh, done a lot of reading in your life. Uh, tell me about some of the books that have had an influence on you. I think they are mostly novels that have affected me. The books that I read in high school, maybe because I was younger at that time and I didn't know much, so they could have influenced me more. I remember um, To Kill a Mockingbird that I read it when I was 14 and uh, The Catcher in the Rye, uh, again at those ages. 
So those kind of books, like young adult books, I think have affected me a lot. And, and do you continue to read a lot? Obviously, you read a lot for school, but do you read a lot for pleasure? I read less for pleasure in university than I did in the high school, but I still try to read. And you have some great Turkish writers, uh, one of whom, of course, won a Nobel Prize. Have you read his work? Yes, uh, Orhan Pamuk uh, is our national pride. Actually, uh, my friend and I went to the same high school as he did. So I read Silent House by Orhan Pamuk and also White Castle, both great books. And I'm uh, plan- planning to read Snow one day, hopefully. And um, yeah, so we're proud of him. Some of the other authors too, have other Turkish authors have affected me a lot. Yashar Kemal is certainly one of them. And also Ahmet Hamdi Tampınar, uh, both novelists, but also uh, write short stories. And you said they affected you a lot. Is this affected you in the sense of your identity as a, as a Turkish person or, or a human in the world? I think uh, some of the issues that they um, uh, take uh, are based on the, the way that people in, the, in Anatolia live. So me as a city person, I have been influenced a lot by those books who take those issues of the village people who live in Anatolia, whereas I'm, uh, I grew up in the city and didn't know much about uh, the people, the lives of those people. So I can say that in that respect, it has influenced me. Thank you very much. You are welcome. Appreciate that. So what do you think? <laughs> so why don't you do the exact same thing okay. and, and tell us who you are and what you're doing? And... Okay, I'm Zeynep Kaveci. Uh, I'm uh, right now traveling to Oxford to attend the moot court competition uh, on French law. Uh, I study at Galatasaray University Law Faculty in Istanbul, Turkey. I'm a senior student and will graduate this year. That's pretty exciting. So in order to get yourself into law school and then through law school, obviously you've done a lot of reading in your life. So can you tell me the role of books and forming who you are? I always always liked reading books, and that's why uh, when you like reading books, everybody tells you that you should study law, because that's basically what you're going to do if you end up in law school. Uh, and throughout law school, I have been reading um, a lot of law books, uh, which were very... Um, which weren't as easy to read as uh, some of the novels that I really liked before. So as my friend also told, um, because we don't have um, much time for pleasure reading, I actually miss reading books for pleasure because we are busy reading for um, classes all the time. And did you have a book, uh, favorite book growing up uh, as, a, as a child? I can say in high school I discovered... Orhan Pamuk and I liked his books but as a child I would say um, I wasn't reading in English so I was only reading in Turkish uh, and um, I actually really liked um, Little that's actually in, in um, a foreign novel Little Women Oh yeah, Olivia. Little Women, mm-hmm. yeah. I really liked it and there was also a cartoon of it showing on TV so I was both watching and reading I think I would say it was the most influential book when I was a child. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then now as a, as a novel growing up, um, what novel really sort of struck you and, and remains with you? Mm-hmm. I would say first Black Book by Orhan Pamuk. Um, it was the best book, one of the best books I've ever read. It was, um, it's affected me because it's um, really 
makes you travel through the um, head of uh, the ideas of a person. You really, uh, with the um, main character, you really, in, in the middle of it, you start to think like the main character. I, I really like uh, how Orhan Pamuk uses language. And uh, last year I read a book uh, called Testimony, Testimony to Youth by Vera Britton. Mm-hmm. I actually bought it here in London. Uh, I bought it because um, it's, I think it's uh, one of the British prides um, here uh, talking about First World War, war. And it was really um, strong for me because it was talking about a woman who experienced First World War and who was trying to study in Oxford. And I really liked that biography. And what was her name again and who wrote it? Vera Britton. Vera Britton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you'd recommend that? Yes, I strongly okay. recommend it. Good. Well, thank you very much. I thank appreciate you. your time. So, so you start by telling me who you are and where you're from and what you're doing in Oxford. Okay. Hi, my name is Effie Janitsos. I am from Connecticut. I go to school in Newport, Rhode Island, but I'm studying abroad at Oxford University. I'm taking classes out of Blackfriars Hall, and I'm uh, focusing on religious studies, particularly Christianity. That's so interesting. And where are we right now? Can you describe the scene for us? Because it certainly relates to Christianity. Yes, we are on top of um, Virgin St. Mary's Church. And right now we see one of the colleges that make up Oxford University. Um, It's absolutely breathtaking up here. It's not a cloud in the sky, which is rare for England. Um, Lots of spires. I know they call this the uh, city of dreaming spires, and that is definitely true from what I see up here. And how long how long have you been here so far? When did you start your studies here at Oxford? Yeah, I studied in January. I started studying in January. So I've been here for I think two months if I if that would do my math right. <laughs> and are you enjoying it? Yes, I love it here. I actually want to do some graduate work here. You're studying religion, so you're somebody who clearly has a uh, a love of reading of the word. Tell me about that. <laughs> um, well, I've been doing a course on Christian ethics, so I've been reading Thomas Aquinas, and I really enjoy that. Um, other theologians that I've studied, Herbert McCabe, um, Kathy Tanner, she does a lot on creation and, um, I guess, autonomy and of the create the creatures of God. Um, I also study English Lit, so I've done quite a few... I guess, um, things that go hand in hand, like Paradise Lost, um, John Milton, and Shakespeare's plays actually lend itself, lend themselves really well to um, just the, the Christian, I guess, the study of spirituality and all that. I've also been doing um, some studies on medieval mystics. I've been reading different um, accounts of mysticism from the 13th century, so... Cloud of Unknowing, um, what else, what are some other titles? That's the one that sticks out to me the most. They all kind of blend together after doing eight weeks of intensive tutorials. (laughs) I imagine they do. Clearly you're a big reader, and when did that start for you? Um, I think probably in high school I just started, I started taking up reading, um, reading more seriously probably, and my later years of high school but early high school I knew I really liked to read fiction. And do you have a book that really helped shape who you are today? Probably Blind Willow Sleeping Women by Haruki Murakami. I really liked um, 
the prose that he did. I thought just the, the whole spiritual aspects in that book, they're understated, but they were set in a very postmodern context. So to me, that book not only sparked my interest in religion, which I took up later um, in college, but it also really sparked my interest in contemporary works. Because when I thought of English literature, I always thought Shakespeare and the old kind of fruits of, I guess, literature. But now, now I kind of see new possibilities with, with newer writers, and it's exciting. And is there a contemporary writer that you're reading right now outside of uh, university studies? Oh, God, no. I don't have time for that. <laughs> but um, in the weeks coming up, probably, I'll take up a few contemporary writers, hopefully. <laughs> and who are you thinking about you'd like to read? Uh, I would really like to read T.S. Eliot. Um, he's considered a contemporary writer by Oxford standards. So <laughs> So you'll start with him and go from there. Yeah, I'll go from there. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Nice to meet you. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Bye. So here we are at Christ Church College. And uh, who are you? Uh, my name is Rishi. Mm-hmm. And I am a student at Sentence the University of Oxford and I'm just pretending to be a tourist at Christchurch right now. And where are you from originally? Uh, Mumbai, India. And what are you studying here at, uh, at Oxford? I am a classical Sanskrit grammarian. Yeah, so I am doing my master's and I work on Parnian grammar. And Sanskrit is, is the oldest written language in the world, is it not? It's the oldest language and yes it is the oldest written one too but I think it's more important that it's it's a very ancient language rather than the fact that it was written much before the others were as well but the very fact that it was passed down orally is in fact very unique and then when did it uh, turn into a language of, uh, of, it, of being written down so it went from oral to, to, to actual writing say 1000 BC okay isn't that amazing yeah, and what, what's your interest in the language? Why did you decide to, to focus so much of your energy and your, and your thinking into Sanskrit? Because I think Sanskrit poetry is brilliant, it's amazing. There's too much depth, there are too many poetic devices used in Sanskrit poetry. Sanskrit drama is reflective of a lot of our history. And Sanskrit grammar, which is what I do here, is extremely deep and very, very organized. And it's perhaps one of the best grammars of a language ever written. That's beautiful. And what, what, uh, what books are you reading now that really inspire you? I'm reading a couple of uh, uh, Sanskrit grammarians starting from 1000 BC until like 2010 AD. Okay. So it's, it's quite a range of books actually. Some are written in Sanskrit, some are written in Marathi, some are written in Hindi. Some are written in English by Western linguists about Sanskrit grammar. And all of them have their own contributions to make in terms of their perspectives towards Sanskrit grammar, which differ not only by where they come from, but differ also on the basis of when they lived and what formal training in language they have. So a Sanskrit grammarian from India will have a different perspective towards Sanskrit grammar than someone who did linguistics at UCL and then decided that he or she was fascinated with you know, Sanskrit grammar. So it's different perspectives, and it's very interesting because that's going to help me develop my own, which I think will be a mix of all and yet 
and edge of all. <laughs> That's amazing. And we're in a very special place right now. Do you want to describe this room? Uh, really old, very beautiful, antiquated, and horrible food, I'm sure. That's the norm in Oxford. Especially, so, especially for vegetarians. Because, I'm, I mean, the vegetarian food is... Most of it has eggs, which I don't eat, so you could call me a non-egg-eating vegetarian. And, yeah, that really creates problems for me here. But the, the, the building is magnificent. I love it. And I, and I think the other colleges are also just as pretty. And so we're actually in the dining hall here at, uh, yes. at Christ Church. Yes. Yeah, and it's gorgeous. It's got long wooden tables, hundreds of chairs. It has, up. and really old lamps, which still look very shiny. And it looks like it's right out of Harry Potter, doesn't it? It is, in fact, what Harry Potter's dining hall was modeled on. <laughs> So people can have a, uh, an image of that just if they've watched the movies. Well, thanks so much for your time, and I really appreciate oh, no your Thank thoughts. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good trip. Thank you. That was my audio diary of a recent trip to Oxford, England. During that journey, I encountered some of the best and brightest young university students you could ever meet while traveling with one of my favorite Canadian publishing colleagues. And that's it for episode four of How Books Happen. Join me, Bruce Walsh, next month for more stories of books and the people that make and read them. Till then.